0: I like to get lost a lot, and New York's such a perfect place to do it. And mostly, when I'm really just present in the space, it feels very safe. To walk around without direction? Yes.
1: So you're a wanderer?
0: I'm a wanderer, for sure.
1: I am Esco Wilson, and this is The Self-Awakened Lifestyle. I'm a lifestyle designer and performance coach, and I've helped hundreds of professionals learn how to tap into the power of their innate potential and thrive on a whole new level. I've seen lives change, I've seen my own life change, and I want to help more people. That's what this podcast is all about, bringing my own experience together with scientific principles and holistic practices to help listeners enhance their personal and professional performance. In each episode, I guide my guests through a difficult issue or challenge. And through the mind-body-spirit connection, we will expand what's possible. So for today's episode, I want to share a story about what guided my decision-making process and to becoming a drug dealer. I mean, I can take it back to adolescence and growing up in Harlem. And, but I'm going to start in high school where I'm trying to figure out who do I want to be? Who am I becoming as somebody who is going to have to take care of themselves? Who's going to be responsible for creating a life that they're creating as an adult? And I guess like many high school kids, big story, big success. I knew I was, going to be playing football for Florida State University. At that time, one of the top football programs in the nation. And the idea of it was intoxicating. The dopamine rush, just fantasizing about it, very, very powerful. But I'm too small, I'm too slow. And the work necessary to be an athlete at that level, that was not what I was interested in. That did not have the same kind of euphoric feeling. So I put that down, kind of exploring who I wanna become. I thought I was gonna be an engineer when I got into college. You know, my father, he studied engineering. My older cousin, who I admired, he studied engineering, but engineering did not happen. And I can see why, I mean, the amount of work that I got exposed to my freshman year trying to study engineering, oh my God, it was, it was extreme. And this level of success that was promised to me, you know, being a successful engineer was just too small. It didn't, it didn't give me that euphoric feeling. All right, let's try computer science. Same thing, nope, there's nothing there. What was there? What guided my decision-making process? What made me feel special inside? What gave me a rush? What gave me excitement? What was I willing to put the hard work into? The idea of becoming a superstar in relation to being a drug dealer was very intoxicating. That energy drove my behaviors. Behaviors around pretending that I'm a bartender. I went to bartending school and I went through the hiring process. I got offered a job which I did not want or needed because I had already started up my little drug operation, but at least I had a story. I'm a bartender, that's how I make my money. And I'm in the school of business, so I'm the kid who takes his bartending money and collects it up and, and gets a connection to a car auction. And at this car auction, I'm buying cars wholesale and selling them retail, advertising them in the newspaper for profit. I take that profit and I invest it in the stock market. I'm in the school of business and I'm studying these things and I'm making huge gains in the stock market. And this was the time where e trading started to explode and I'm doing very well. This is the story that I'm telling people. This is the story I'm telling myself. This is what's guiding my behaviors and the euphoria. I'm reading books by Warren Buffett, I'm reading the seven habits of very successful people in one year. I turned a 1.7 GPA into a 3.6 GPA in a very short amount of time. I'm taking my money. I'm hiring tutors to help me. I'm going to office hours with the professors. I'm totally engaged in the process of being an elite student. I become a vice president of a student organization. We're running fashion shows and we're throwing big events at the school. All the while, I'm driving a Lexus. I have my own apartment. I remember there was this clothing line, and the clothing line was called ESCO, and it was spelled exactly like my name, E-S-C-O, and it was a hip-hop clothing line. And people thought that I owned the clothing line. The euphoria associated with that, it cannot be matched. And that guided all of my decisions, chasing that high, loving the ride. Where was I going? Clueless. All I knew was I'm feeling good. Every cell of my body is saying, wow, this is high levels of vitality. I was homeostatic with an overdriven dopamine secretion from this story, this fantasy that I was allowing myself to explore. The goal became to continue that fantasy, to continue that euphoria, to always stay in that feeling. I was addicted to that feeling of being admired for, wow, look at this guy. Being that student, living that secret life, putting myself into that level of risk, all the while studying at the highest levels. We would have study groups. I would lead the study groups. Living in this fantasy, this dualistic lifestyle. Every cell in my body loved it. They vibrated at the highest levels. It felt amazing. And I truly loved the ride. And then something shifted. Everything shifted. I'll tell you about that story another time. I bring all of that up because my guest on today's podcast, Shanika, has an amazing story to share and a very interesting mental process around making decisions around figuring out what is the next best step for her to take in her life as a creative person? How does she use her body and her intuition and her emotions to help give her the right journey, the right trajectory? And we'll explore some of the benefits of that approach of being what we call the wanderer and what are some of the shortfalls.
2: How do you feel? Very comfortable. Emotionally? How do you feel? Emotionally, I feel
0: emotionally very calm, tranquil. I feel at ease, but I'm like looking forward.
3: Mm. I like that. I like that because it represents a certain balance between the here and now and what's possible.
2: Talk to me about your future. What do you see in your future? Let's project it out. Five months from now,
0: I'm going to be between a lot of places, my work, what I do. And it's going to be a lot of trips on a plane. I just, I see the sun.
3: The plane is traveling to what location?
0: Most likely it's going to be Puerto Rico, but there could be tangential flights. but. I don't see any no in my future. I see lots of, okay, sounds possible. I like an ideal is creating a rhythm within the traveling, within the mundane. What does that look like? Hmm, not getting comfortable on the plane. Maybe my hips are tight. Figuring out stretching in spaces that aren't conducive to such a thing, noticing just being present. And then the relief that comes when you land and you're on a tropical island. The
3: last time you were on a tropical island? It was in May, so
2: pretty recently. Where'd you go? Puerto Rico. What'd you do?
0: I traveled with two friends of mine that are from Venezuela, and we went around the island in a way that I had never before since it was through their lens. It's very interesting. I enjoyed the experience quite a bit. Actually, one of the people that I went with is someone that I worked with at a restaurant in Midtown. And
3: this is an example of you creating life. Fair?
2: Unfair? Fair.
3: Give me another example of you creating life.
2: I like to get lost a lot, and New York's such a perfect place to do it. And mostly
0: when I'm really just present in the space, it feels very safe. To walk
3: around without direction?
2: Yes. So
3: you're a wanderer?
0: I'm a wanderer, for sure. On New Year's Eve, I left work, and... I worked at a restaurant on the Lower East Side. I just wanted to walk. And I started just walking. I'm literally letting whatever you want to call it, spirit take me. And I'm walking and I like can just like feel like a magnetic pull. And it's well past midnight. It might be like two in the morning. And I like look around and I'm like, damn. I am
2: center in the projects. What am I doing? And then I look up and there's someone who's
0: like, definitely trying to catch someone sleeping. And he looks at me and he shows me his phone and he's like, can you help me get to here? And I don't know why, because English is the first thing that I speak generally. I was, I just looked at him and I was like, okay. And I was just like, I don't, in Spanish, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Which. And then he immediately like, stopped and like let me pass and then i really really had to use the bathroom and i was just like Spirit, what is happening right now where are you taking me you are being ridiculous and it was like a crazy 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 thing of me to do and it's not something that i wanted to do for fun or even for like educational purposes it was just a pure wander. Sometimes, sometimes your logical mind needs to
2: be taken into consideration. Okay. Now, we're looking at a spirit that guides the wanderer, but there's also a logical conversation to be had with the wanderer. Fair or unfair? Fair. So, this logical conversation... How does it start?
0: I can't imagine that because it hasn't happened, you know? Like, I, it's something I have to consider a, a, in the moment.
3: Okay, so in this moment, mm-hmm. the voice of the wanderer is saying what?
0: The wanderer doesn't say
3: anything, it
2: just moves. The voice that speaks logically mm-hmm. is saying what? Just listen. What's the benefit of just listening? You hear the intention. Not the words.
0: What are they listening to? Just the truth. Sometimes I will think that I'm listening to what is being said. And what I've done is really just moved a lot of things that I think you're going to say together. And that's not listening. Just guessing. And to listen is to really hear you with all of my senses. Like, listen. See what you mean. Just being present
2: is, is the best to, re- to really hear. That sounds very logical. Can you hear that? Can you hear that truth? Yes. So being very present. I heard a couple things.
3: Listening with all five senses. And there's a combination of senses. So you can see what I'm saying. You can feel what I'm saying. And go beyond the concepts of my words, but into the energy and the vibration of the conversation,
2: the frequency of our interaction, of our engagement. To me, that sounds not only universally truthful, authentic, but it sounds like the wanderer speaking logically.
3: How fair is that? I'd say very fair. So we're giving the wanderer a voice. Yes. We got introduced to the wanderer inside of you. And then we said, well, maybe there should be more logic introduced into the conversation, into this vibration. And then it was this beautiful model of presence where all five senses start to work together and start to blend together and deliver more data in a more unique and creative way so that the mind can see more fully see the truth more completely. So let's sit with that for a bit, because I want you to feel what I want to share with you. So I'm asking your nervous system to be loose and heavy and receptive, the same way soil is receptive to moisture,
2: and let it sink deep into the roots. I want you to visualize that, but feel it in the space that's around your heart. Now, there's a wanderer inside of you that has unlimited potential.
3: I say that because the Wanderer is the one that can explore the unknown comfortably. The one that's willing to go beyond logic, rational thinking, existing models, and dive into something completely unknown and create from a clean sleep, create in the moment, from a vibration and frequency that is very powerful. And still, We want to have an understanding of the future, not just the vibration here and now, which is very pleasant and soothing, comfortable, but a projection of what the future could look like. My intuition tells me that you are fearful of setting a clear target because then it minimizes the capability of just wandering. How truthful is that?
0: That is so very accurate. And I'm glad that you could put it into
3: words. The truth is I was fearful that if I shared what I see in you and how you talk about your dreams and the things that you would like to experience, I was fearful that if I said I don't see a target, I don't hear you talk about targets, that you would recoil, that you would take it as a judgment that I'm judging you. And I don't want you to think that. Is that okay?
2: Yes, that's
0: perfectly. I feel that the way that you just expressed it showed to me immediately that you have no judgment for it. But I kind of knew that coming into it because you were also able to put into words my creative process that I didn't even know that I had, which is bottom up and that's so true and it's kind of spurred a lot of recent creativity and i appreciate that i'm very very thankful for it because it it has helped tremendously and i'm sure that wasn't even something that you intended And that's why i love to wander the more i wander the more of a picture
2: comes together, and the more of the puzzle pieces fall into place. How's that feel? As you
3: watch the picture become more clear, how does it feel when you allow that to happen by wandering? I feel centered. So centered is like grounded. Grounded,
0: yeah, like physically grounded.
3: Okay, so here's what... Is coming up for me you mentioned a process of creativity that's bottom up so with each wandering movement things become more and more clear the bigger picture starts to emerge and that's grounding for you that's in my opinion phenomenal because if you ask 10 people nine out of 10 are going to say oh a wanderer is way out there in the cloud they're aloof they're Mm -hmm. floating somewhere else, they're not grounded. You're saying the complete opposite. You're saying the more you allow yourself to wander, the deeper and more centered and grounded you become.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, bottom-up process. Let's understand what that is by exploring what a top-down process might be. And that's very common. I'm laying on the couch, and I'm talking to a thought leader um, or a psychiatrist, or I'm listening to this podcast, and ideas are flowing through my consciousness and stimulating emotions, which lead to behavior, which leads to actions and outcomes. So that's your typical top-down process. A bottom-up process is turn off all the concepts turn off the narratives and focus on cellular intelligence. So from the cells and awareness of how I'm doing internally, that's how we can begin to understand a bottom-up process. And I feel homeostatic. I feel great. I can deal with external stress because internally everything is operating at a high level. And that leads to emotional intelligence. That leads to a higher self-concept. My self-esteem expands. I have mental dexterity because I have emotional intelligence. And I think we spend way too much time creating plans and ideas and huge philosophy and strategies from our fragmented selves. We're upset and we, we create this whole narrative and we get on the calendar and we actually commit to actions that are stimulated from our smaller self. So this understanding of a bottom-up process applies to Shanika because her exploration, her wandering, is a grounding process for her. So by her exploring externally, she's actually settling in to a homeostatic mechanism. It's calming for her. It's balancing for her. And some people might not recognize that Her wandering around is actually her soothing the cells in her body. It's her establishing regulation. It's her integrating the substances of her body by engaging in this wandering activity and creativity and flow. It's a meditation for her. And once we take the movement out of meditation and we think of like traditional meditation, that's a top-down process. So she has this, again, symbiotic relationship between how her mind and her body is working through this activity of wandering around, where many of us, I'm assuming strongly, would look at as kind of foolish or misguided, misdirected. But it actually gives her perfect direction. It's her navigation tool.
3: So the wanderer that you are has faced some challenges. Fair unfair?
0: Fair, but I see it so differently now. I just wanted to make the people who I cared about just happy. I wanted to do what they wanted me to do. I'm hearing yeah. people pleasing. Uh-huh. But it wasn't because of being scared.
3: So they can
2: leave you alone.
0: Yeah. But then they don't is the problem. In the past, my form of lashing out is like pulling away and not giving access And that's what I did for a long time with my family. And didn't people please? And I should have just listened. Just listen. Actually listen. So I started being like, okay, what do we fight about? Who cares? (laughs) Like, are you happy? If you're happy, I'm happy.
3: But with your employer, it's hard to see them as
0: you. Well, you know, working in any industry but like especially restaurants like I started being a server in a fine dining restaurant at 18 so I just learned I you know I just became accustomed to this like very rough industry and moved through it and then I got very very good at it and then I was like all right what is this what am I doing and I mean I wandered into it and I'm wandering out of it (laughs) I worked in restaurants all throughout high school, and my dad especially had really high hopes for me to go to college. I knew that I knew how much I hated school in general, and learning is so fraught and it's so from one perspective in that kind of like contrived space. So I didn't want to do that to myself.
3: How do you go about learning? I want to be mindful of the world or the phrase learning in this context, meaning there's a lot of highly educated and accomplished people who actually agree with you
2: Mm -hmm.
3: around structured academia and how limited it is in terms of developing a robust, complex mental process um, that allows people to frame problems think outside the box, um, create from scratch. So I appreciate what you're saying. Yet and still, this is where the wanderer can kick in, meaning the wanderer loves to explore. And learning, especially outside the box, in the unknown, is just unlimited. What journey of learning would really be fulfilling? would really be grounding for you?
0: Honestly, it's unlearning.
3: It's unlearning, not just going on some learning, exploration, it's unlearning. What are you unlearning?
0: Oh my goodness, so much. So for example, I was like, dad, I didn't go to college, but I'll be the smartest person. And I thought I was, and now I'm learning. That is a dumb structure to put intelligence inside of and the more that i learn the more i realize that i don't actually know anything i am given you know the answer constantly by everything around me everything around me if i'm listening actually points me to the right direction and outside of that it's arbitrary and then that raises the question why are you trying to put me in a subservient position Because what is the point of this?
3: So people who walk around in this highly intellectualized identity that I'm very, very smart and here's my credentials and here's my argument for why I'm so smart are actually just faking it. That's what I'm hearing. What the reality is, is in comparison to universal intelligence, all we can do is tap into it and receive what it has to offer in the moment. Is that where you're coming from?
2: Yes. If you're feeding
0: yourself information constantly, I used to do it through, I watched a lot of documentaries,
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: whatever it is, you're taking that in and you believe that that's yours. When really you had to source all of this stuff. I know that sounds like almost like banging my head against the wall, but that's why I don't get stuck in that loop for too long. I also feel more strongly about it From experiencing others not understanding the words that I uh, say a lot of the times and figuring out how I could have changed it
2: for them to understand better.
3: Beautiful. Perfect. So in terms of good vibes, in terms of sharing access to universal intelligence, there is something to be said about articulating an idea that others can digest. Absolutely. That's where I want to challenge you. Mm -hmm. I want you to wander. I want you to explore. I want you to open up and have access to ideas and perspective that nobody else has ever thought of. Go way out into the unknown, far, far away. But when you come back with your insights that you have to share, I'm challenging you to share it in a way that's digestible to others.
0: I guess that would be just... The art that I create,
2: you know?
3: Ah, beautiful. Okay. So when do you see yourself sharing your comedy set?
2: I
0: don't know. Hmm. Okay. But I've recently opened up a lot of time to think about it. Okay. So, you know, I adjusted the way that I spoke for years, especially like Philly restaurants, very white, very, very white. And I hadn't met white people until I went to high school. So I was a very good mimic. And that started to become me, which was super alienating to my family. And I could speak so eloquently, so beautifully. Oh, did I make people feel so good. I'm not a geisha. So that New Year's Eve is the last New Year's Eve I'll ever be in a restaurant again because there's no restaurant even working at the highest capacity with everything going right that deserves my abilities. Okay. There's so a little bit of ego that is necessary from time to time.
3: So, next New Year's Eve?
0: You... Next New Year's Eve, I'm. Who knows? But it won't be under anyone's thumb, that's for sure.
3: Okay. So, you know what it's not gonna be? Mm hmm. Okay. What else is it not going to be?
0: The thing with restaurants is people pay a very small price to have access to you. And I'm just so not about that. So no matter where I am, if it's alone, if it's with people, I know I'm going to be honoring me. And that's honoring my family and my greater family. And I mean that entirely. Like that, that stretches out to even like. Honoring, like, the trees outside, wherever I am.
3: So you're not going to be under somebody's thumb. You're going to be separate from certain types of people. You're not going to be frustrated. What else is not happening next year?
0: I don't like too many nuts.
3: Okay. Do you understand why I was exploring what you're not going to be doing? To keep a away
0: or to kind of structure what to avoid, I suppose.
3: No. The reason is because you talk about vibration and being in the moment and projecting something out based on how you feel and how that influences your future and your vibration shifted. Did you feel your vibration shift?
2: No, but I'm sure that you did.
3: When you were talking about honoring your family, it was a different vibration. It was a different persona that I was speaking to.
0: Yeah, it was more clannish.
3: And that's fine. So that part of you, combined with the wanderer, may not be able to create a clear picture of what a year from now might look like, because that's not how you do it.
1: The huge energy shift is very important for somebody who uses energetic expression and intuition and discernment and is relying on their instincts to guide them as they wander. The wandering is supposed to be a regulatory process so that something inside emerges that can see the bigger picture. So Shanika gets triggered and her trigger is, you know, being a servant of certain types of people who she believes is engaging with her in a way that violates her values, that violates her tribal identity with you know her family and her ethnicity and then when that trigger emerges as you're wandering what happens where's the bottom-up process how does that impact decision making how does that impact the journey the trigger is so powerful so sharp that not only um is the journey altered like I want to be a creative I want to move into creative expression, potentially be a comedian. Instead of that being the journey and using waitressing as a way to fund that potential, the journey becomes something else. Like the journey becomes, how do I protect myself and protect my family? The persona, instead of it being a wanderer who is using energetic expression that's internal and creativity to build something, is now building boundaries, is creating walls, is being a soldier. But is the soldier fighting the proper fight? If you're a wanderer, the soldier might just wind up, you know, engaged in battles that are not tied to the bigger picture. So that's the threat. The beauty is this, you're a wanderer and you're looking for pieces of the puzzle and you're looking for very important pieces that give you an idea of the bigger picture. This powerful trigger that throws you off your trajectory and alters your persona might be the most important piece. Her wandering can allow her to create something that's very, very powerful. If she becomes the person who can step into powerful, energetic situations and then alter them and purify them into their higher form and then share them in a creative way. That's why it's important for Shanika to watch this trigger and then tap into it. primal energy associated with it that explodes becomes added fuel for expansion of consciousness which is important for her because she has to continue she has to be in the process of making money while trying to create something which is very challenging to do being a comedian and being an artist and i think many many artists fall into this category especially living in new york city and the challenge of you know creating a work scenario that's not in alignment with your creative endeavors if that challenge starts to become overwhelming and we become harsh and we become uh disjointed all of the creative potential is used to try to defend ourselves and fight a battle that may or may not be worth it and at some point we get overwhelmed we get tired and the dream is lost and the wanderer can never find themselves, can never find their true passion. So it's okay
3: to work from things that you don't like. It's okay to operate from things that bump up against your boundaries. Mm -hmm. It actually gives you, as a wanderer who likes to roam around free, an opportunity to see something very clear. Because when she bumps up against something, and it creates more of a primal, reactionary, awareness, use that primal reactionary energy to help fuel you in a specific direction. Like you said, as long as I'm going in a certain direction, I can wander. So use these things that may seem negative at first to help propel you in at least the right trajectory. So we don't have to talk about what next year looks like. We just want to be able to document our boundaries, Mm -hmm. our code what our tribal identity looks like, the things that we really don't like and spend some time understanding the opposite so we can appreciate the things that we really do love. And in the process of unlearning, I'm gonna unlearn that for whatever reason, that's gonna propel you in a direction of learning something new, fair or unfair.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So here are some reflections, some ideas, some insights that truly resonated with me throughout the podcast. And one is this idea of cellular intelligence as a primary guiding mechanism in any moment. The beauty of it is no matter the situation, the type of social engagement that we're involved in or the environment that we find ourselves in, We can slow down and see if there's a certain vibration that we can tie into um, or that we can associate with cellular health. Do I feel like the cells in my body are operating at the highest level? What around me is altering that? And how can I make adjustments from the inside out first in order to find alignment with the situation that I find myself in? Knowing that if I find that alignment, then there's a connectivity and energetic connectivity, which expands my ability to see patterns. And as I recognize these patterns, universal intelligence opens up. And now internal coach, the master coach awakens. And the decisions that I'm making in that moment, very profound. Decisions that can push me on in the direction that I wanna go in. Even though I'm wandering, I know I'm going in a beautiful direction. All because I allow my navigation system to start with cellular intelligence. And the yoga system is called Pratyahara. You actually feel nothing. Like the skin, the, the muscles, the blood flow. You're so calm and at ease, the body doesn't need to send signals to consciousness to make any adjustments. So we're thriving and we feel great. And there's a trigger that kind of throws us off. Because we've already expanded our window of tolerance, we can address it, whatever that trigger was or whatever that discomfort was, we can address it and then hopefully clean it up and move forward. But if we already come into the game with pain, forget about it. The window of tolerance is narrow. So we're very defensive. We're hyper alert on small things. Seeing the bigger picture is just not an option. And that little strip starts to pull you in a a direction that has nothing to do with the big picture. It has nothing to do with you creating what you really want to create. Even though your consciousness can't see it, deep down inside, your passions, your love, your deeper intentions knows that it wants to go north. But this reactionary, narrow strip of life experience is pulling you south and you don't even know it because the person that you are being who's driving down this narrow strip, driving very fast, feels that it's doing the absolute correct thing. We're going south. I can make a decision. Do I want to continue in that direction, this new direction, and do I want to be this new person? Or do I resonate more with the initial trajectory, with the initial person I was being? That's where we start to create duality. What's happening in between these two directions? What's happening in between these two various personas? That's where you start to get into the gray. With a bottom-up process, we can begin to discover what direction truly resonates. What really feels good? What really feels homeostatic? Who do we wanna become and what direction do we really wanna go in? So when we get slapped in the face and we get thrown off, that's gonna split us in two. It creates duality. It's okay to allow that duality, those polar opposites to expand far away from each other and then play in the middle and play in the middle and wander in the middle from a bottom-up process. So these are the mental models on how to successfully navigate a process of self-creativity and self-expression and exploration without having a specific date, a specific target, some huge strategy, but allowing things to play out, allowing things to emerge into your consciousness until you really find something that resonates at the highest levels. So for Shanika, Know that you're triggered by a certain narrative, by a certain type of exchange, engagement with certain types of people in certain types of situations. And when you're triggered and upset, look at that part of you and ask yourself, what direction does this part of me want to go in? What kind of life do they want to create? How do they want to wander? At the end of the day, is that really where I want to go? Before she answers that question, create the juxtaposition, create the polar opposition. So I was going in this direction. I feel myself being pulled in this other direction. What does it look like to play in the middle? What does it feel like to really embrace these opportunities that are happening in the middle of these polar opposites? And then build from there. I am Esco Wilson, and you've been listening to The self Awakened Lifestyle. You can find out more about me at selfawakenedlifestyle.com. I'd like to thank Shanika for coming to the show today. The Self-Awakened Lifestyle is part of the FM Podcast Network, which also includes shows like Soul Savvy Business and Just Between Coaches. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lim, Melissa Dale assembled the episode, Danny Eaney is our executive producer, and Post Production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss upcoming episodes, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like the show, Please leave us a five-star review it really does help us out thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time